0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Eric Fleischauer. Eric, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank
1: you for having me on. It's, uh, it's nice to be here.
0: Eric, let's, we're going to talk about your work today. I'd, I'd love to know, since we're talking on October 21st in 2021, um, how has your work been the past year? Has this, Has this... Has the pandemic shifted the way you work or or anything else in particular about your process? Um, You know, that's uh, that's interesting. I've been thinking about
1: that because, you know, we've had a lot of time to ourselves lately. um, And um, it has shifted my work slightly, only in the sense that, uh, like, my sort of headspace or my mental kind of, uh, like, just, like, my mental ability to sort of process things has really been shifted or kind of fractured. So um, I'm currently a a professor of art at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and, um, you know, like, we kind of just moved right to teaching online, and I, at the time, was, like, teaching a full load. So my, my kind of time or my my free time actually reduced over quarantine so um not only was my kind of like my state of mind uh shifted but also my time was sucked up and i was spending like twice or three times as much uh like of my physical energy like working and and transitioning my my classes to like the online so it was a it was weird. I don't know if that's a long answer to your question, but yeah, it definitely changed things and I would say unfortunately like not for the better. <laughs> um but but I was able to sort of find carve out some time to sort of like like think about things and um, you know, I was trying to like process the situation just like everyone else, but I wasn't trying to like you know, like maybe like respond directly or didactically to the situation. I feel like that was something I saw a lot of people kind of doing. And I just was like, you know, for me thinking about like, like how can I move my work forward during this time when maybe I can't uh, like be out in the world, like shooting a video or like in, interacting with someone else. So it was, it was a transition that, um you know, was kind of happening on the fly.
0: And uh, what are you working on now? So what's, what's, what's happening now in your, in your world, you're teaching, you what else besides that? Like curating, making art, or preparing for anything in particular? Yeah. Um, I am
1: uh, working on a few things that I started kind of during during the past, like, almost two years. Um, the, the first thing that's kind of this larger project is that um, I'm working on this project where I was online one day like just cruising around um like ebay and um i encountered for sale a used police body camera and i thought that was very bizarre and i was wondering what if i was to purchase this um what would i find on this you know kind of like state property um and i had no idea like if it was indeed what it said it was but Anyway, so I I purchased this camera, and I sort of um, did a little research into, like, digital forensics and file scraping. And I was able to sort of um, kind of, like, I guess I would use the word, like, hack into this camera and sort of, like, access the kind of, like, deep storage of the um, memory of this camera and recover about 200 videos that were shot by... Um, the Anaheim Police Department, who um, is where this body camera came from, and so wow, I mean, kind of
0: like, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's kind of amazing, right there. The hack, the purchase, the hack. So, so um, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I agree with you. It's like to me that's the most interesting
1: part of this. So like I've I've spent time I've watched all the footage, which was like bizarre reality TV, <laughs> um, and I've I'm at the place now where I'm kind of processing mentally um this footage and i'm i'm trying to decide like how to um work with the material i've got a a lot of like ideas but i don't know it
0: feels
1: complicated and i'm not sure what is the most interesting kind of angle to take on this but for me the most interesting angle like you said is the kind of process of acquisition and this kind of like late capitalism everything is for sale police departments are like selling off old technology but i don't actually know like you know, the the seller was anonymous, I don't know. And so I'm actually thinking that, like, I might try to, like, reach out and contact the officer who possessed this camera, who wore this camera, and sort of just, like, try to, to interview them and talk to them about, like, maybe some of the things I saw on here, just, like, did you know that this camera was for sale on eBay? And not to sort of have a gotcha moment, but just to sort of, like, maybe tap into the kind of bureaucratic process of deacquisition of um, state property and maybe this was like I, I mean I don't know like the story about it but anyway so that's this project that's kind of like a slow burn that I'm I'm kind of like I revisit every once in a while I try to edit the video and it's like yeah you know it's it's interesting at times or there's these certain parts but um, so that's my main project that I'm kind of um, chipping away at,
0: so, so, so that, that's fascinating. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that in the, in, in the state that it's in. I mean, it sounds like a kind of well, sociological project, talking to the officer and the camera. But also I would think, you know, as opposed to the, the footage we normally see from cameras like that, which is some kind of crisis, horrific thing going on, um, you're probably seeing more mundane footage that captures something else that that is interesting in a different way because you're seeing how officers function talk uh that 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 aren't these kind of viral videos or evidence of a of a of a potential crime totally yeah and you nailed it that
1: is the thing it's like we're used to this sensational portrayal of like these body camera footages and i'm i live in chicago and you know there's uh I think we we uh, a couple of years ago there was this prominent case with laquan McDonald that was just horrific and tragic, and you know it's not it's it's a very common thing to see um like kind of abuse of power from uh police officers that are are made visible because of these cameras so that's kind of how I got into even getting to this place, but you're right it's a lot of banality and mundane things and um so that that to me is kind of an interesting element, like this kind of quotidian every day um, of, of a kind of like officer of the law, so to speak, and what do they do? And uh, yeah, the footage is, is, is there's a wide range of it. But um, what, what's interesting is that um, my, my research has shown me that this camera is actually like from the first wave of police body cameras that the, the department um, kind of instated. So it's like, this is the first time police were required to wear these cameras. And so some of the footage is them learning how to use the cameras. And I think that there's this kind of like interesting meta quality there. And I'm thinking about these officers as filmmakers and I'm thinking about like a sort of um, genealogy or history of like the beginnings of cinema and the beginnings of um, kind of like police filmmakers in this weird way. And that's another thing I'm thinking about, but, um, but you're right, it's, uh, the footage is not very interesting per se but the context of it is what I find to be the most maybe potentially
0: relevant and,
1: uh, ripe with like content. And your
0: upcoming potential interview with the officer is also very interesting in how you approach that and what you're saying. And that whole angle sounds, sounds fascinating. And, uh, so, and, and and so that's one project in its, in its kind of early stage, which I'm so glad you mentioned because that's fascinating. Um, are there other things you're, you're working on as well
1: yeah, yeah, so I mean my my practice
0: is sort of i
1: I kind of am trying to always stay busy and I'll have like these minor little things I'll try to be working on, and then like maybe a bigger project and um one thing i'm I'm kind of trying to edit now is um during um my time sitting in the park by my by my house I, I noticed um there was this hearse that was always just driving around the neighborhood. And I felt like there was something about like sitting during like the COVID panic and like watching this like beautiful white hearse just drive around my neighborhood. And so I kind of approached the person who was driving it, who was this very charming like older man. And he just drives the hearse because it's like a car he bought cheaply <laughs> and i was like this is interesting so i just uh, kind of sh- shot a short video of him we, we talked and um i was like let me let me um shoot a video of you just parallel parking this on the street and i i kind of shot this video with him and it's a very small thing but i'm just kind of trying to like wrap this up and it'll probably just be like a video loop that plays of like this kind of like you know single shot of like a hearse parallel parking and then driving away and then repeating itself. Um, So that's a thing I'm kind of just wrapping up the editing on. Um, I don't have it like an exhibition or anything lined up for it, but I'll probably maybe propose that to maybe try to get uh, it included in some kind of exhibition or share it with, with curators or something like that. So, yeah, I like that, and that, 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 that.
0: that seems almost to have a relation to the to the first uh, potential project in, in in some in some way. You know, this kind of the police officer learning how to use the camera. The guy's just parking his hearse, and um, and it's not even quite a hearse to him. It sounds like you know, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's very interesting in terms of just you know, approach and and, and, and production strategy for you. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's
1: just like just what you know. I don't know if you drive. I don't drive, but um, when I when I do like borrow a car and I have to parallel park, it's very anxiety inducing, and I'm just like, oh, parallel parking is like this art, you know. And and I watched this guy park his hearse, and I thought it was beautiful and elegant, and I was like, there's something there, and I can't quite articulate like what it is. I think it's maybe, yeah, you know, maybe it's a, there's a little bit of an ineffable quality to just watching this like, herb, like this kind of like death car kind of like elegantly parking on the street on a, on a fall day, you know, and I just thought there was something there. So I just shot it and, you know, if it works out, if if it's like interesting to people, that's great. If it's sort of just in my own head and that's the only place that's interesting, then that's okay too. But uh, I've, I've got that almost, yeah, I've got that floating
0: around. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's a great, it's a great image, you know, in, in itself. And um, yeah, and and is there something something else you you want to mention? I don't know if you're curating now as well, or or we could talk about a uh, another project or a past project. Um,
1: I haven't been curating as much, just because obviously things have um, sort of not been happening in person. I used to do a lot of um, kind of film and video programming um, for like screenings, and I've curated a few exhibitions, but you know, the past couple of years, I just sort of, um, because of time and just because of, uh, I wasn't that interested in like this shift to online exhibition modes, you know, where like galleries and screenings were like, come to this online screening. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that that isn't interesting or necessary during the past time, but I just, it wasn't as interesting to me. So I kind of have put that off to the side for now. So I'm not working anything quite like that, but you know, in my teaching, I curate a screening every week for my class. And that's um, a little bit different, you know, that's coming coming from like art history and a little bit of contemporary work. But um, but so I guess that's where my my kind of curatorial um mind is focused now is like in the kind of pedagogy of um, being a teacher.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit, the pedagogy of being a teacher. And um, because this is an unusual time to be a teacher, you know, in masks mm-hmm. on everybody and then just the you know the past year or two's influence on everybody. Um, yeah, can we talk about one of those screenings? Perhaps the content, what you're seeing in them or 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 the approach? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so, you know, when we
1: like I'm I'm back in person teaching right now. This is the first time I've been back in like three semesters, so like a year and a half and I will say it's um you know uh like my my school, like, we have, like, 99% vaccination compliance, Uh, we have masks, and so I feel, like, safe about it, and I will say there's, like, a renewed energy um, at being back in person, and I really enjoy my, the students' personalities, and I, and, like, you know, I I really enjoy teaching, and the, like, it's the students and my colleagues, like, being around them, and the energy and the intellectual discussions, it's just, like, really fun, so, um, you know, I am happy to be back, and, um, like, for instance, um, I just had a class on Monday where we were talking about the avant-garde and cinema. And so I got to um, tap into my school's film collection. We have this really great 16-millimeter film collection. So I was kind of, like, looking through that being like, okay, which of these, like, amazing films will I share with this group of students? It's an introductory, it's an introduction class. And uh, so I was like... I got to go through and pull like five films that I just personally love to watch, but also that I thought the students would enjoy, especially since we're back in person. We're sitting in like the the school's like small cinema. And it was like and when we walked into the room, they literally like oohed and odd at the room. And it was just like a really fun um, experience to be like, all right, we're in class, but we're also at the cinema. Like, let's watch these movies and discuss, you know.
0: So it was great. Wow, and, and is there a movie that jumped out of that, that that you discussed that you haven't seen in a while that sounds, sounds really interesting and, you know, and, um, and a great way to kind of get back into things?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I think the movie that my class maybe responded to the most is this film called Takeoff, and it's by um, a Swedish-American filmmaker named Gunver Nelson, and it's this amazing film that it starts off looking like it's going to be a, like a striptease film. Like the film kind of references these sort of blue movies or these like kind of like like porno striptease movies that maybe gentlemen would watch in their smoky basement in the 40s, you know. And it starts off this way where there's like, you know, a kind of like uh, jazzy soundtrack driving uh, this imagery of this woman kind of taking off her clothes piece by piece. But then it kind of shifts and the woman starts... Um, basically taking off her hair and her limbs and it's this kind of great kind of commentary on just like uh, the male gaze and also like the kind of objectification of women and beauty standards and and the class was just shocked by it because they were like why why is our teacher showing us this like striptease and then it turns into this like Amazing, uh, kind of climactic conclusion. And they were like, Oh, and they all really loved it. So that's a film. It's also a little bit, maybe more rare, so to speak. Um, so I think they enjoyed it cause they had never heard of this filmmaker or seen something like this.
0: Well, that's great. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And, um, so before I ask you the last question about what you're reading is, is there anything else that I should have asked or you, or you want to talk a little bit about? Um, you know, it's, no, it's just, uh, it's nice to be, uh,
1: in conversation with someone, um, and have them kind of asking questions about what I'm doing, what I'm working on. It's really nice because as you've mentioned, that's not something that's been, been, uh, happening a lot too much. So, uh, I can't think of, of anything, um, that I would want to like make sure I insert here because, um, yeah, I like, I like the conversational nature of what's going on.
0: Well, that, that, that that's one thing to insert and that's interesting, right? The, conversation as um as somehow part of the studio process and I never thought about this before right or I have but not in this way sometimes I talk with artists and you know or or poets and it's an interview we're talking about their work and and I don't know whether it's it's helpful to them or not but sometimes someone says this is interesting um I don't usually talk to people about my work like that and 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 that seems to kind of point to something that's sort of important, but perhaps, um, hard to, hard to create, which is a place where you can talk about your, your work. And that isn't just like a lecture to somebody about it, you know, like visiting artists kind of lecture, but a conversation. Do you think that is something that sort of it, it can be part of a practice and, and seems, it seems important in a way, um, to as, as, as pedagogy, really, as, or, or as, 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 as studio approach,
1: almost. As. I would agree. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think for me, personally, and everyone's a little bit different, but that is a huge part of my, my practice is the kind of sounding board, kind of thinking out loud, um, you know, it's, like, I'm so lucky and, and um, kind of fortunate to be surrounded by, like, an amazing group of um, artists in Chicago. And just even going to an opening, it always kind of turns into this kind of, like, uh, like sort of pseudo seminar as we're, like, you know, like, sitting there drinking a beer, looking at, looking at work, and we're just, like, going on tangents about what someone else is doing or did you see this thing? And for me, that really helps me process Not just my own thoughts, but, like, these kind of meta thoughts that over, like, hang over maybe, um, like, our practices in general. And, yeah, that was sorely missed uh, for me. And, you know, now that I'm kind of back and going to my studio a little bit more, I have two studio mates. And if I run into one of them, it's, like, a, a lucky day to, like, have a conversation and just like hey look at this thing what do you think or any thoughts about this and vice versa so yeah i'm i'm with you 100% it's it's good to be in conversation even if it's with uh like
0: you know a stranger or a best friend you know colleague right so um so thanks for that and and let's ask one more question which is what are what are you reading at the moment yeah so um i just
1: Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I just started a book and I just got it from my school library. And, you know, I think this past year I've been thinking a lot just about uh, kind of inequality and, like, late capitalism and things like that. And um, there was a book that I'd heard and I just picked up. It's called The Coming Insurrection. And it's a little bit older. I think it was published in, like, the maybe early 2000s. But it's, it's this kind of, like, it's like a published by – a group called the invisible committee and it's like an anonymous group i think they're like french like like leftists but it's basically kind of they're talking about like uh i think like the imminent collapse of capitalist culture or at least they're hoping uh that this might be happening so it's kind of this like radical french left theory kind of text that i'm only like uh like one chapter in where they're just laying the groundwork but I don't know. Uh, I just I've been having some strong feelings about um, about capitalism lately, and it's just uh, toxicity. And I'm uh, I'm like I guess I'm just I want to read some like radical anti capitalist uh, thoughts mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. So I turned turned to this book, and we'll see how it is. But I'm like I said, I'm just starting it. So yeah. Well, thanks, Eric.
0: I, I want to wish you well with your upcoming uh, projects, teaching. Uh, thanks so much for your time today, Eric. Thank you. It was a pleasure chatting, and thanks for the invitation. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.